It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the Soul and the Smoke Cigar Cast. I'm Drew with Mo. Joined again with Moo Cow this week. Yeah. Nothing but bull. What's up, guys? Yes. What's going on? Yo. Well, let's dive in. The FDA. Let's dive hold in. on, hold on. What? I think oh. I think we're not quite ready. We need to we need to halt the podcast about three months. We're not ready for it yet. <laughs> oh, that's cute, Kyle. Oh. I got you, man. That's cute. Well, yeah, why don't we just start with that? So, what, about 25, 30 minutes ago, I got an email from the CRA saying that uh, the FDA had, or the rules were suspended for another 30 days, or the deadlines got pushed back, whatever the case may be, but... Uh, you know, Kyle and I talked about it a little bit in the chat, and um, you know, on the surface, maybe it doesn't sound like much, but to me, that's that's a big step. Heck yeah, man! You know, for sure. So, so baby steps. Yeah. So, yeah. so what is it? Three months of no more enforcement. Right. Yeah, I think it adds another three months. So, <sighs> you know, I think my understanding and, and kind of what I've heard is that. Uh, you know, the testing of blinds may probably never happen. Um, but the registration and all that is a potential thing. But um, after today's announcement, uh, you become a little bit more confident that uh, the rules will be significantly less burdensome than I think they were when they originally came out. But I don't know. That'd be a good thing. It good. would be. And the other thing is, I, I don't think the FDA is at all even sort of prepared to start dealing with this. I don't think they have any clue where their ass is. <laughs> no, no. And I and, and I agree with that. You know, it's interesting. You know, obviously, Drew and I like to work out. We go to the gym, whatever. And Drew, how many... Think about all the supplements that are out there that people are taking. Oh, yeah. And And on the back of each one of them says... These statements have not been, you know, vetted by the FDA or whatever it says on the back of these things. And it's like that has a much bigger reach, especially with like the fitness craze that's going on now. You know, like did you see the post? um, I know I've seen it around a little bit, but Jeff even posted it the other day about um, this is supposed to seek out like kids and stuff. And it was like it was like, I don't know, less than a one percent have ever taking more than a few puffs off a cigar that are under 18 and yeah. And it was probably at a family party with their fucking grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other part is that that's an FDA study. Well, which is crazy. Which, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Cause they've been the... saying this whole time that kids are smoking cigars and then they came out and said, Nope, <laughs> no, we studied they, it. They don't. <laughs> they don't. And not only that, but you know, the FDA came out with this study and I don't remember how long ago it was, but that, Smoking one to two cigars a day poses no health risk based on their studies. Yeah. Yeah, almost none, but pretty yeah. much. Yeah, well, I mean, right. But, you know, I mean, risk, when it comes to health, everything is so individual. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, sure, there are certain things that, you know, whatever, po- help, you know, maybe put you at a greater risk to get something, but... These things, like cigars especially, I mean, I don't know. You don't see a lot of the uh, health effects that, that I feel people get from smoking other things. You know? 
but see a bunch of old dudes hanging out. Yeah, what does that tell you? <laughs> everyone, everyone always talks about how cigar lounges are a bunch of old dudes sitting around. Well, wait a minute. Okay, yeah. so if it's a bunch of old dudes sitting around smoking cigars, what does that tell you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, Fuente, you want to go into that? They found their shit. Well, what was left <laughs> they found of the it? Container. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the story I saw was they. I guess there was some left in there, but majority was gone. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Had read it, but kind of old news at this point. But they found them. Yeah, yeah I you... was kind of wondering, is is this where they find those lost and found cigars that were there from? Uh... Wow. <laughs> Actually, there's new ones coming out of those. By the way, are there? Oh yeah. What are those called? You bet. Fuck, fine. Lost and found. Some weird name. The, the container. Shaman. I don't even know what they're called, but I I know there's another another installment coming out soon. Nice. Um, One thing I had about this. And I'll get to that. I I, I do want to dive into Caldwell a little bit more and talk about okay. that brand. Um, but we'll get to that when we we talk about my my trip last week. This podcast is so, so. weird. Cause Why? Because we, we're actually prepared. Yeah, it's weird. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Normally we have like one topic and we're like, yeah, we'll just wing the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, the Fuente thing, look, it sucks. And, you know, I can't even imagine, especially like depending on what was on that thing. Can you imagine like if it was a bunch of like Opus Maduros or whatever and, and you know, stuff like that. But. It had to be. I mean. It had to I be mean, tons would... of their stuff. I mean, that's a pretty ballsy thing. Those like, all right, we're going to jack this container. Like, who does that? That's yeah. that's a pre-planned deal that you knew. Dude, you don't just right. steal a bunch of cigars. You knew what you were getting. Exactly. That That's not like a, you Accidental, know, let's no. just take this truck. Right. <laughs> oh, shit, we got cigars. <laughs> no. Yeah. The thing that I'm <laughs> curious about is is what what do you do with those, right? Do you sell to individual people? Do you try to sell to like shady shops? What do you do? Because that's a lot of cigars. Uh, maybe overseas. I don't know. I, you know, there's a I lot. Of, I mean, I'm not a. You know, I don't even know. You smoke. There's opus? a lot of people that say it never happened. Smoke opus for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But the weird thing, though, like, have you guys seen on the secondary market where there's people that fake, like, high-end Opus? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, All dude. The time. It's a problem on the secondary sometimes. They buy bands and that? roll them up, man. Really? Yeah, you stick a band on whatever. Stick a band on it. Um, it's, it's money. So what I was trying to figure out, too, is, like, everybody that I know would look at the secondary market and be like, I already think that's kind of shady for some yep. high-end Opus stuff. Even if it is legit. So who are they selling it to? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody now has the largest private opus collection. Yeah, right. <laughs> and can't well, tell anybody. And can't tell anyone. Uh, okay, so I do want to delve into open, or, or Fuente in general a little bit more. If you guys remember the last time we podcast, we talked about um, the hierarchy of brands, right? Yeah. yeah. So I took that conversation and I brought it to guys in the cigar shop, right? And I was, I wasn't shocked 
to hear the David off, Padron, yada, yada. But just about everybody I talked to put Fuente up there with those two. They're like, if I had to do a top three, it would be David off, Padron, Fuente. Yeah. Sure. And, and you know, it's kind of interesting because I think that may be the one brand that people take for granted more than any other. Maybe. Fuente? Fuente? Yeah, because we talked about the core line. We talked about, but nobody ever talks, like, whenever we talk about Fuente, what's the first thing we talk about? Opus. Opus. Anejo. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But Kyle brought up a really good point. Like, dude, we fail to forget all of the core line stuff and all of the different price points they hit and, mm-hmm. like, their wide range of products. We focus, like, on, you know, the Opus or the other hard-to-find Opus or, you know, whatever, Siglos. But we don't talk about that a lot. And um, sometimes you forget just how big Fuente is, you know? It's interesting. They do have a lot of stuff. Yeah. That's kind of... A lot of guys daily smoke. That's where uh, me and you used to fire up the uh, Don Carlos. Oh, all the time. Yep. All the time. You smoke smoke a ton of those. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that would be like... um, That was like a go-to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. So they all agreed, mm-hmm. the top three. Mm-hmm. Yep, I found that I found that fascinating. Yeah. You know, that's what I love about these podcasts, too, is like, you know, we talk about this. You take something, a conversation you hear in the shop, you bring it to the podcast, vice versa, you know, taking stuff from our podcast, bringing it to other people and coming back to the podcast and talking about kind of what you found, you know, what you what you found or saw and heard. And, uh, it's pretty cool. So, so um, you want to go into your trip? Yeah. So uh, last week or the week before was my first uh, my first trip is what was announced today, Mombasa National Sales Manager. Um, Congratulations, dude. Mm-hmm. Thank you, man. That's awesome. Appreciate it. Um, and, you know, it was it was like six states in five days. So it was a lot of driving, a lot of, a lot of running around and stuff like that. Um, you know, and it was, it was a, it was a really interesting experience for me. I guess. So the majority or all of the travel on this trip was the Southeastern United States. So, uh, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, Virginia, Tennessee, Alabama. And, um, you know, I got to see a whole wide range of different types of shops, um, lounges. Um, one thing that was different for me is a lot of, uh, you know, some of the lounges had, you know, full-on bars inside of them, you know, which I hadn't seen really or been around since Tulsa, mm-hmm. um, because in Illinois, you're not allowed to do that. And um, so it was interesting to see, like, that dynamic again, because it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I went to uh, Havana Phil's, which is a Davidoff lounge in, uh, in, I think, Greensboro, North Carolina, which is a beautiful place. Um, but really saw some cool shops like uh, Libation Station, which has this really cool lounge, but they have, like, all these craft beers and stuff like that. And even though, like, I don't drink, like, I could appreciate, like, dude, if, if I did... Yeah, that would be the place I'd be smoking. <laughs> I'd just go, like, I'd, p- I'd pick out some craft beer find some cigar that I think might go with it and just do that like all day long. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
Um, hard life. That was and really then, cool. And then, yeah. we'd, then we'd call you Dave West. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that was in Johnson City, uh, Tennessee. Um, that was a really cool place. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of cool places, a lot of cool people, man. Um, one thing that, that I find fascinating is uh, the types of people you find in, in cigar shops are like uniform across everywhere. It's, it's yeah. a truly amazing dynamic. <laughs> it, like, it attracts the same type of person from every town that they're in. And it's just, it's pretty fucking cool, man. Um, so, so that like was the really same cool. place in different places over and over? Yes, exactly. That's yep. weird. And everybody you go into will tell you, oh, this place is like Cheers. This place is like Cheers. This place is like Cheers. Well, every cigar shop says it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, it's, um, it's interesting to see different things that sell throughout different, mm-hmm. uh, different shops, like what the big sellers are, things like that. Um, and some things surprised me. Some things didn't, you know, uh, when you see different brands move. Um, you know, and then, and, you know, a lot of shop owners would ask me like, Oh, what, what do you like to smoke? You know, cause I would tell them that I worked in retail and things like that and, and manage a shop and well, what did you like to smoke? You know? And then, you know, I'm a, Hey, listen, obviously, you know, David Claudio Off comes from David off. Right. So David, Claudio comes from David off. So that <laughs> it has that same, you know, you know, some of the Mombacho stuff has that balance, that stuff like that. And that's what I love about David off. And man, you would have thought that I fucking shot the guys when I said that I like David off. <laughs> what? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. There's just like, I don't know. Um, I don't know if people just like to hate on David off or what. I think they uh, do. It's huh. like, it's like, yeah. Uppity. Like you're almost cigar snobby at that point. It's like the New York Yankees of cigars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I can, I can, I can appreciate that. It's not a bad thing, that. but it's a. I think it's a stereotype. You smoke David off, yeah. you're kind of snobby. But everybody yeah. says they're top three. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> What's that? If everybody says they're in the top three, but you're a jerk if you smoke them, like, what the hell? Yeah. You're just, yeah, you're just better than everybody else if you smoke David off. I don't know. I mean, cigars. I think it's the money factor, though. With that, I mean, look, okay. look. If if all if Davidoff was ten bucks, six to mm-hmm. ten dollars, dude, everybody would yeah. smoke them. Fuck yeah! So I think it just all has to do with, oh, Davidoff has this huge price tag, and not all their stuff does, but you automatically think, oh. Yeah, I'll automatically think that I fucking had a discount, too, working at a shop. Wow. So remember that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, let's not, this let's is not how bullshit they each me. other here. Yeah. <laughs> you, had to, you had to cut out eating to smoke David off. Hey, it was worth it. <laughs> Speaking of, you know, we, we always talk about different cigars that... Uh, so two things, and this is going to be a shameless plug. If you have not smoked the Mombacho 10th anniversary, and they're very limited, so not, not all the shops have them, but if you have a chance to smoke that, smoke it. It's amazing. Because once those are gone, those are gone. Um, but the other thing... You'll find some in the uh, back of the factory. Yeah. Next well, year. Yeah. But <laughs> now, hey, I, you know what? I know what you're talking about. I'm not going there, but that was hilarious. 
Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Oh, look what we found. Um, <laughs> do, do you know what we're talking about, Cal? No, but I, I not the specific thing, but that happens somewhat frequently overall. Yeah. 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 We'll tell you later. Um, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll hear it. <laughs> um, and then uh, the Davidoff Chef's Edition. That's a good cigar. Guys, That mid, the middle third on that cigar might be probably one of the best tastes I've ever had in a cigar. It was awesome. It's complex, yeah. man. Oh, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Would you go so far as to say that it's tasty? Well, let's not get carried away. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a good stick. But anyway, so nice. I, I, you brought up Lost and Found Caldwell. That brand before, is on absolute Before we fun. jump there, yeah. uh, question about your, your Mombacho stuff. Mm-hmm. So you've been in, in cigars for a little while now, right? You did the, the managing, and now you're a mm-hmm. national sales manager. You're kicking butt, right? You got your own cigars. If there's somebody listening to this podcast who wants to break into cigars, what advice would you give them? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, the, the, first, the first question would be, what's your goal? Okay. What's your end game? Do you want to own a shop? Do you want to get into... The repping, do you want to, I mean, you know, what's your end game? That'd be my first question. Mm-hmm. So depending on what your end game is, it might be a little bit of a different path, but I feel like, like I'll tell you on the road when I tell shop owners that I manage a shop and I have retail experience and then you could talk their language, that goes a long way. So okay. if like you eventually want to rep or whatever for a brand, I would get retail experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that makes you a little bit more effective. Hang on one second, guys. See, see in the dungeon. Sorry about that. Did they just walk in um, on the bathroom while you're having the podcast here? Yeah, in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, rude. No, those were, uh, whatever. Anyway, good people. Um, so that would be my first thing. But I, I think that retail experience for anybody that wants to get in, regardless of the side that they want to get into eventually, is really good. Because understanding customers is important. Oh, understanding buying, you know, understanding buying patterns, understanding um, things that are important to shop owners. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important. Um, and then if you could add a... Uh, you know, knowledge of products is really big too. And a shop really affords you to get that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, because then you could, you know, when you meet somebody like, like, let's say for example, um, even like in the cigar, like consumer community, right? Like if I want to, if like I have a buddy that I'm going to bomb a bunch of cigars to, right? Mm-hmm. And I go and I look and I'm like, okay, well, I want to give him stuff that I haven't tried, that he maybe hasn't tried before that I really like or whatever. And I go and I look at the stuff that he likes to smoke or she, um, you know, and being able to, you know, let's just bring, this is bringing it back to like a basic level, but being able to take that information and then figure out comparable cigars and stuff like that, 
Um, so always knowing kind of where your cigars fit in and who they might appeal to and things like that, I feel like is very important. And so you get that experience in retail. Mm-hmm. And, um, but that would be, you know, and if you want to own a shop, if you want to own a shop eventually, um, I think retail experience on the front end, getting some sort of repping experience and then going back to open up a shop. I think that's yeah, like where you that's invaluable. The- the whole process, yeah. yeah. Yes, if you if you're you know if you're lucky enough to kind of open those doors and, and get in with somebody and things like that, but um, you know, and then thirdly, man, I mean, honestly, having a fucking work ethic, yep. you know, it's a lot of people, you know, will will say, I want to do this, I want to do that, and then you know, like I've had younger guys than me come and say. Hey man, you know, how do I get into if I want to rap, I want to do this? And I'm like, here's kind of what you gotta do. Yada yada. In, in my opinion, it's just my opinion. Like, ah, that sounds like a lot. <laughs> what the fuck did wait yeah. a minute? Not just what? gonna be handed to you. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, what, what the fuck did you think was gonna happen? You know what I mean? Like you were just gonna like show up. You know, I mean that's not go. how it works. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's you a gotta job. put in There's time. a reason you get paid. Absolutely. So anybody any if we have any younger listeners which i think the majority of ours are either our age or even older um, if we do have some younger guys that really want to break into the industry um you know work your ass off you know and and show people that you're serious and then the right people are going to want to open doors for you it's that simple you know but if you go in and you say you want to accomplish all these things and you know you know, Ferrari dreams with a, you know, <laughs> Kia work ethic. I mean, it just doesn't, <laughs> just doesn't happen. <laughs> oh. I could use a 100,000 mile warranty, I think. Yeah, that's, that's probably not bad. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> cool. All right, that's awesome advice. So thanks, dude. Um, so we can, we can jump back to the, the great hype machine that is Caldwell now. Oh, dude, fuck. So everywhere I went, like, oh, who are you with? Oh, I'm with Mombacho. Oh, cool. Never heard of it. Uh, how about Caldwell? I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know, but, um, but no, I mean, uh, it, it's very interesting to see uh, how far that brand has come. Yeah. Um, everywhere <laughs> I went. Uh, and yeah, hey, listen, that's a testament to his broker, who is also the broker of Mombacho as well in that area. But that's a testament to his broker as well for pushing the product and things like that. But you couldn't go anywhere without people talking about Caldwell. It was, it was unbelievable. And, you know, and then, you know, people would always ask me, what are your favorite brands? Yada, yada. You know, besides David, I would say, you know, I'm, I'm a huge Illusioni guy. Huge. I love Illusioni cigars. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I like Son Illusioni. You know, I like Tatawahe. And I couldn't tell you how many shop owners kept telling me how those are dead at their store. Yeah. And, and, and you know, Illusioni, I could a little bit understand because you know it's not like like Dion is all over the place you know promoting his brand and stuff like that um so yeah. i could understand that a little bit but i was really surprised to hear that about tatawahe from people that's weird for really surprised yeah yeah that doesn't make you sense know? right um so i thought those were fascinating things you know and, and again just going around seeing different things and, and learning and, and um, you know, and I guess is going back to your question too, Kyle, uh, if you want to open up a shop eventually, if that's your end game, that's another thing repping will give you when you go back to open up your shop 
is I feel like a lot of shop owners get tunnel vision and their, their reality in their store, they, they like, they take that and then I don't know if the right word to use is extrapolate and, and like, or project their experience to be the entire industry wide experience. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the case. I mean, you could have two stores that are five miles apart from each other and have completely different vibes and a different offering. Oh yeah. Based on mm-hmm. their customers. Yeah. Dude, look you know? at uh, look at the look at the shop here that we talk about some uh, remember uh Yeah. Porn watching guy in the back. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Drew? Wasn't me that time. <laughs> no, it wasn't Drew that time. <laughs> That's a whole different vibe than every other shop around here. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, the thing that surprises me about Caldwell is, so I, I, I do a lot of social media stuff, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. do. I don't see Caldwell anywhere. But really? they're somehow hyped like crazy. We must just have different circles of some kind, but... Everybody hypes up all kinds You're, of stuff, right? Like Warped has clear hype. Tatuaje mm-hmm. has clear hype. You can see where it comes sure. from. DE, sure. clear hype. I don't know how Caldwell does it. I see a little bit, but not much. It's like magic. And I think it's all... The stuff I see is probably all from him. I see his posts about where he's going to... Uh, the events and stuff that are coming up. But that's about all I see. Social media wise. Yeah. yeah, it's fascinating, man. <laughs> And you see him get attacked by weird brands in Twitter. Dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. That was <laughs> that was funny. You know, one, one thing that, you know, I think for, for uh, like, us as Mombacho and then, you know, when Patina comes out, um, you know, it's hard to, you know, every brand needs an identity. You know what I mean? And, um mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that, you know, quite frankly, we get, we need to get better at is, you know, finding our place in that, mm-hmm. you know, however it may be. Um, because if you notice, we don't have, uh, there's nothing really fancy about our packaging. There's nothing really fancy about our naming or, you know, um, mm-hmm. we don't use any, uh, a lot of it's just class, you know what I mean? That's kind of what we try to do. Mm-hmm. And um, and so it's tough to, you know, it just takes time to, I think, a little bit longer to, to get where you want to be with, without some of that stuff. That's fair. You got a cool opportunity, though, right? Because that's they have really good cigars from what I've smoked. So yeah. good cigars that just need sort of a brand identity, yeah, mm-hmm. you can do that. I hope so. With with Mo's mug on there, yeah, gonna... oh, we saw we saw how well that worked for Salt. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I was on there too. Nah, you're sexier than me, man. <laughs> uh, Dude, Sultans of Smoke is written up on every blog today, though. With that, that is, that that is true. About Mo. That's true. Yeah, and then we deliver two more cow. listeners. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Hey. Look, Danny Vasquez was on was on with us what the week before and uh, and went on to do cigar coop. So yeah, you know. And, and and listen to Drew and I have been we could have been better at following up, but we've had some bigger name guys that wanted to come on and 
And, you know, then our schedules got all fucked up and then, you know, it kind of became hard to solidify anything. So it became harder to get certain people on there. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, we appeal to who we appeal to. Mm-hmm. I got to give props to Danny, too. He did an awesome job. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, that guy's awesome. Yeah. He is. He's <clears throat> really cool, dude. Yeah. And, and again, if anybody missed that, uh, Danny from uh, Baracoa, uh, who makes the voyage. Uh, so, good cigar, good dude. Listen to this guy nailing his accent. Well, he, well, he, you know, hey, I said Baracoa, and then he corrected yep. me. <laughs> and, sure did. And so then I felt like, then I felt like, shit, I have to like, Say this the right way. So. <laughs> nice. So, uh, Wait, so the same thing uh, he said last week about patina. Mm-hmm. So I've got this. Uh, my trainee's um, Hispanic, and we were mm-hmm. talking about the cigar the other day, and he's like, "Does he know what patina means?" <laughs> uh. <laughs> it was pretty well. Cool. When English is your first language, I girl. get it. It oh, means uh, not making fun. An oxidation process. He just said the same thing. It was kind of funny. <laughs> well, and I think it's cigar breaks. industry is all. I mean, it's uh, there's a lot of uh, Spanish in the oh yeah cigar industry. So everybody. Yeah, man. I, ho- I hope that. all those guys don't think that I'm I'm like a dancer. <laughs> I was I wasn't a Chippendale. I promise. You do have the body of a dancer, so. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fat ass. <laughs> we were just talking brand identity. I think you got it now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, stripper pole. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Open your own lounge. Yeah. <laughs> now that'd be a hell of a lounge concept. Jeez. <laughs> Mowing a tube top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My hairy chest. <laughs> oh, boy. Took a weird turn. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it always does. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Jeez. Uh, um, yeah. what else you guys got? I got. Uh, you guys see the three twenty gram Bovida pack? That thing's huge. Yeah, I saw that. Now that's more for like wine doors and cabinets and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay. You gonna get one? Yeah. I kind of want one just for the novelty of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fucking sandbag in your fucking liner. It is. <laughs> <laughs> no. How are you taking a shit? What is that? Is that your laugh? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> He's trying not to uh, take a shit. Yeah. <laughs> He's holding it in. Jeez. I got your mom over here. That's all it is. <laughs> Uh, Talk about your grandmother like that. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's uh, that new Davidoff? You guys getting that at the Casa? Which one? The, the Calibria? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they are or not. Ever since, I mean, I haven't worked for a month, so I'm not as in tune with well, what's must, coming and, and things like that. That but. must be m- nice. Huh? Must be not. It must be nice not having to work for a month. I said I haven't been in the shop. For, uh, you know what? Drew? No, dude. You said you haven't worked for a month. Oh, see no, that? I haven't worked in the shops for a month. I'm not sure you were working before that either, but that's that's neither here nor there. Are you guys no, a flagship okay. store of Davidoff? No. No. Mm-mm. 
I think I think those are lounges, aren't they? Like Davidoff yeah, lounges, probably so. Yeah. But I did. You know what I found interesting though was Davidoff now was coming out with those sixty ring gauge cigars, which I was very shocked. Yeah. That's a whole different crowd. Oh yeah. You know. So, and they're a late move. Usually, they're like a early early mover on stuff. That's a really late move for them. Business. Yeah. They got to do something. Yeah. I guess I never real. I mean, I mean, I saw it in the shop and stuff. You know, bigger ring gauges definitely. But I think if you ask the majority of people who prefer bigger ring gauges, they really can't tell you why. I think it's like a value proposition. It's a value deal. Yeah, you know. I think it is too. I man, I can't stand them, but I've heard some guys say that you can get more complexity in there because you can get more leaves in the blend. I've never heard that. It's from some manufacturers, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, been, no, I've never heard that. You've been talking to Dave. <laughs> Dave doesn't because, manufacture anything. Well, bullshit. But um, <laughs> we all manufacture that. Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, but I, I would say, like, dude, honestly, like, if there's a newer smoker, and I think we talked about this a little bit, I would give them a bigger ring gauge because they're generally a little bit smoother. Well, yeah, I wouldn't give especially them like if they Lance you know, Arrow or something. Yeah, you know, so they're not going to have some of the power that other things might have. Um, let's see, De, they're uh, they're doing that. Kentucky Fire Cured Swamp Thing and Swamp Rat, which does not sound appealing at all. <laughs> it's like their yeah. normal ones with a Candela wrapper, right? Well, yeah, I guess it would be their Fire Cured with the Candela, right? I didn't uh, I didn't look into the article too much, but the DE fans are going to go nuts. That's a... I mean, I'll say it's crap, but I'm going to try it anyway because <laughs> that just sounds weird. <laughs> I, I kind of want to try one. I, I had uh, well, Mo, uh, the only fire cured I ever had was with you way back. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. Like, it started it started pretty decent. Like, oh, this is different. It's kind of cool. And then it got annoying, like, halfway through. And it's like, oh, I'm breathing in a fireplace. <laughs> yeah. Who do those, oh, I feel who like do, if you search for flavors and cigars for long enough, it's it's like having this weird kinky sex life that you just want weirder shit all the time. And you're like, well, <laughs> never tried that. Let's give it a shot. And you find out you're just wearing a gimp mask and it's not that pleasant. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Cigars. Wait, what the <laughs> fuck much. are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Where did that even come from? Like, how did... <laughs> How did what he was talking about morph into like some personal shit? Exactly, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I've, I've never done that. That's, I'm just saying. That's that's Cal trying to tell us what he's all about. <laughs> yeah, well, it's always the quiet ones, man. I'm telling you, it's always the quiet ones that are like the weird fucks. He's like, let me test the water here, see how they respond. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he didn't dip just the toe. He put his whole fucking leg in. Get mask and all. Wow. You could have sent that in the message to us, not on the podcast. Yeah. Hey, whatever. <laughs> Dude, that's why he's uh, got to send pictures later. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else happened? A lot of stuff's happened. Um, I'm trying to think if I've smoked anything else new. 
Um, have you guys had the All Out Kings yet? The Jewish yes, Kings? Yes, I did. Yes, that was yes, good. Yes, I did. Yeah, really? I had it last night for the first time. It was good. It was good. I had it. But I'm a Caldwell fan. And that tasted particularly Drew Estate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's it, was, it was a rep. little less, little less dirty than a lot of the Liga stuff. Mm-hmm. We know Drew doesn't like that dirty Nicaragua. That dirty so. Nicaragua one. <laughs> that is true. Um, but it was good. They finally got him in here. Uh, I was at a uh, Black Label event. What last week? Yeah, how was week that? Before? Pretty good turnout. Um, met Ben. I don't know if he listens to our podcast, but uh, the rep for Black Label. Um, hung out with him a little bit. Smoked the uh, well. I guess I didn't smoke it yet. The new uh, 2017 Bishop's Blend. Oh, okay. I've got one. I need to smoke it. Um. Yeah, I mean. Dude, they've, I mean, they've been doing some big things. Yep. Really, uh, see a lot you, of that. you see more and more. Yeah, you see a lot more uh, Black Label, Black Works stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Well, I was hoping it was a Black Works um, event, but it was just the Black Label. Because I've tried all uh, of the Black Label stuff and not mm, just yeah. barely a little bit of the Black Works. So I was hoping to get my hands on some uh-huh. of the Black Works stuff. Right. I know, uh, was it Ted? Who's uh who's always raving about? It's not Ted, is it? Uh Kyle. Kyle, he's always raving. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, I think. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. What else? It's interesting, you... man. Cal, what have you had? You do you do posts every day. Sometimes. I don't post every day. Oh, um, come on! And I'm not always smoking those cigars anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, so you're you're the reason? Whoa, Smokey, one of those. Smokey hates people like you. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, <laughs> the one that I had recently that I liked a lot was the the PG twenty fifth. That was a good cigar. Really? Um, PG flies under the radar, dude. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. I've had a few of those. They're decent. I could smoke that brand every day. Yeah. Every day. Every day. <laughs> um, I revisited the uh, Don Pepin 10-year. Yeah? How's that? How's that? Yeah. It was good. It was really good. Um, it was interesting. So, okay, so there's a shop in Knoxville that we go into. It's a My Father Lounge. So, you know, those 10-years are very hard to find, right? So... They got a box that's open of them, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And they're the same price they were when they came out. They're 24-something, right? Then they got two unopened boxes of them, and, man, I was pretty tempted. I got to be honest with you. Why didn't you? To get, to get a box. Why didn't I? You should have. Uh, because I haven't sold any cigars yet, <laughs> and it was like 300 bucks. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm broke. If you want the truth. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there you go. So when's the actual yeah. release date? When can we buy some some cigars? So they are shipping out of Nicaragua May third. Okay. They will be in Dallas uh May fifth or sixth. So this weekend. And then they'll 
Yep. So then they'll be ready to uh, get sent out to shops. And uh, believe it or not, there were there were some shops that haven't even tried the cigar yet that put in orders. Nice. Um, which was pretty cool. Um, that's yeah. a big vote of confidence, in my opinion. Uh, one thing I've learned uh, both on the retail side and now the other side is, um, you know, shelf space is very valuable. And uh, for guys mm-hmm. to take a, a chance to put something on their shelves that they haven't even tried mm-hmm. uh, means a lot to me. And um, I really appreciate that from them. Um, so to those guys, thank you. Uh, Libation Station, that one I mentioned, uh, Johnson City, um, Cigar Merchant in Roswell, Georgia. Um, and then who else? Uh there was one more, but I don't remember off the top of my head. And then, um, you know, obviously Casa will have them uh, right off the bat. Uh, and Tobacco uh, tobacco Land in uh, Hammond, Indiana. So those guys will have them first. Nice. Uh, so, yeah. And then got to work so out from there, man. So you're saying May 5th, I should be in Dallas with a truck that can haul a shipping container. <laughs> yeah. Just well, on it. yeah, just don't send the Fuente one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but yeah, man. So pretty soon, just, uh, it's been a process. You know, a lot, of, a lot of people ask me, you know, and obviously Drew and I went through with, it, with, uh, with the Sultan cigars. Um, so that was a good training ground. Um, but it, it's, it's a process, man. I think yeah. a lot of people, uh, don't fully realize how much goes into bringing a cigar to market. Um, and it's just like anything else, you know, when you don't, you know, you have your perspective on your outside, but then when you, when you get into something, you're, there's that other perspective, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and so it's 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 a process for sure, and it's you know, um, but it's nice to finally be pretty close. So about freaking time, Mo. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you, I, there were two questions that I I get more than anything. Do you guys sell Cubans, and one of your cigars is going to be in? That's <laughs> too much. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, yeah. But Cal, you got anything, man? What else? Anything else? No, man. We went through we went through what I had, which was nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so oh, actually, <laughs> actually, one thing I wanted to say is, uh, you know, Dave put out the new Cigar Noise Weekly. Um, yeah. Casa oh, de Monte yeah. Cristo, Casa de Monte Cristo, Chicago's uh, featured in that. So if uh, Anybody uh, wants to check that out? That was uh, that's my home B and M, quote unquote. People, uh, the place I the place I hang out at anyway. People don't realize so. that shop is like legit. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I mean I've been there the one time, or the yep. few times I've been there. But um, I was talking to Big Jim the other night about it, or showing him the video yesterday actually, and uh, he's yeah. like, "Holy cow, dude, that's awesome! I need to get by there." Yeah. I mean, dude, it's like, you know, we've talked about on other podcasts, but, you know, I'll say it again is it's it's not I mean, anytime I come here, I'm always going to see license plates from out of state. Always. There's never a time I'm here where I don't see that. 
like it's a destination for people. Like if they're coming here, they make sure like they're a cigar guy, they make sure to come here. You know? Hell yeah. So the other cool. destination people should have is cigar noise on YouTube. Check that shit Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Dave Dave and then with your help, Cow, I mean, we've said it before, we'll say it again. I mean, just fantastic stuff. It's mostly Dave, I'm not gonna lie. Oh well, come on. You do all, all kinds I do is of reach stuff. Man. Support. <laughs> but you're damn good at it. There you go. Oh, and I did want to give a little uh, a little thing. Uh, hung out with Carson from Sereno Cigars, who's yeah. been on the podcast before. Awesome. Um, Carson's a great dude. Um, smoked oh, yeah. a Royal Maduro Bellicoso. Fucking awesome. What a cigar. Absolutely awesome. Um, Carson's got his own line coming out now. It's called the uh, Wayfair. Nice. Um, so that'll be out soon. Um you know, I don't want to. He he told me, you know, what the cigar is going to be like and things like that. So it sounds pretty damn good. Um, so I'm excited for him. Excited for uh, in La Corona, that factory that those are made at are just phenomenal people. So it's good yeah, stuff, good man. Work. Yeah, he's he's on his way, man. Carson's a really cool dude. So yeah. if anybody gets a chance to meet Carson from Sereno, he's an awesome guy. Where'd you run into him at? Uh, he was at that event in Alabama. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Did you get to meet up with uh, Danny or no? No. Uh, he was a few hours away from the closest place I would have been at. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, we didn't quite make it up to Maryland or D.C. Another another day. Yeah, yeah. What's next I'm on your list then? Where are you headed? Uh, there's an event I'll be at uh, May 13th in uh, Tupelo, Mississippi. Tupelo? Um, yeah. Tupelo, Tupelo, is that Yeah, Tupelo. Tupelo. Uh, so I'll be there. Um, it's like, uh, like a festival they have, I think there or something like that on the, on the street where the, uh, cigar shop is located and, and it's run or it's owned by a guy named Dalton. He's a really, really cool dude. It was funny because he was in Alabama at the event and he recognized me and how I knew him was standing in line for food at IPCPR. And then we started bullshitting and, um, I believe he's going to have some patina at that event and then Mombacho. So I'll be there, and then May 19th in uh, Livonia, Michigan, uh, will be another event at Smokey Bear, I think it's called. So uh, those are two events I know of. But other than that, uh, probably throughout the Midwest, to be honest with you. So Sweet. Good uh, stuff. Shoot me over your uh, where you're going to be at, just when you get a chance. Okay. Drew's not going to follow you around or anything. That'd be awesome. Well, no, my brother might be close, so I was going to tell him to stop. Okay, yeah. You can... Yeah. Hang out with at least one of the brands? Yep. Yeah. Should apologize in advance. (laughs) Nah, he's a good dude, man. (laughs) 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 Jeez, Mo. Ruthless, man. (laughs) Fucking savage. Best laugh ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, anything else? We're kind of short today, but uh, unprepared, and we have a short pod or prepared, and we have a short podcast. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you don't allow it to just take turns. Yeah, exactly. We got to stop preparing. You know. Yeah, you guys always make fun of me for not having shit, and then 
podcast gold. <laughs> Once was enough. <laughs> Lounge in your pocket. Lounge in your pocket. <laughs> That's that. That has never caught on. <laughs> no, it hasn't. It, it needs to. What, what's going on back there? What's what? Are you at Casa now? Yeah, I just showed. I just showed the girls a picture of you. They're going nuts. There aren't any girls there. <laughs> oh, there's the one that works here. Oh, okay. One. <laughs> she she's going nuts. Yeah. Oh boy. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for that. Do you want to put her on so she can You're hear uh, cows laugh? <laughs> It's a panty dropper. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that is. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Not even joking about yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, I guess we'll wrap it up then. Yes, sir. All Sounds right. good. Thanks for uh, joining awesome, us, Awesome, guys. Yep, thanks, Take Kyle. care, gentlemen. You bet. Until next week. See you, guys. Say yep. All right. Say yep. Thank you for listening to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at thesaltandsmoke at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any Salt and Smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats. If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week.